Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Food Matrix on July the 11th, 2011. For newcomers, I always suggest you look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and you'll find hundreds of audios to choose from where hopefully you'll find the big superstructural system that uh, surrounds this planet. It's been in place for a long time. It's above all governments. They put uh, the main characters in government into power across the world. They run the banking system, the science, the sciences. Uh, they run pretty well everything, basically, because in a sense we're living in the past, and uh, all the plans for where you are today were made a hundred years ago. In fact, to do with taking over all energy resources and getting a, a very subservient population, and even bringing them back to serfdom, all all discussed over a hundred years ago, and published in books. But, of course, no one wants to read the old books anymore, so it must be a brand new idea that's come along. No, it takes a long time to plan all this and implement it and get agreement and consensus on it across the world. And that's why we're rushing ahead now. It's not because they're getting fast with their agreements. It's because they signed them an awful long time ago. Now it's implementation time. So help yourself to the audios. I mentioned different books and authors who have been involved in this big movement and planning it and implementing it. And uh, you should try and get a hold of them, even from your libraries if you still have any. And you don't have to buy these, these books, remember. And remember, too, you're the audience to bring me to you, so you can buy my books and discs that I have for sale at CuttingThroughTheMeters.com. And hopefully that will keep me chugging along a little bit longer. And uh, from the U.S. to Canada, you can uh, use a personal check still. You can also use an international postal money order, or you can send cash or use PayPal. You'll find a button on the com site for PayPal, how to do it, how to order. And then uh, after, after you've sent it off, the donation, just simply send an email with name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you as fast as I can. And same across the rest of the world, you've le- you're left with Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. Remember, straight donations are really, really uh, well accepted, especially at this time of uh, austerity inflation or quantitative easing, as I like to call it. But it's all the same thing. We're going down, and the world has been, has been planned to take us down for an awful long time. Uh, I can remember even reading old books um, with politicians in Britain with their clubs across the sea in America uh, where they literally uh, wanted to bring in a serfdom, a new serfdom, and people like H.G. Wells that were, was a frontman uh, for this particular group who ran basically the finances of the planet at that time. Uh, he talked about all of this stuff that's coming in today over uh, almost a hundred years ago in his various books, both fiction and non-fiction. Lots of non-fiction books too. People read those ones. But he came out with it too, uh, using eugenics, uh, a form of socialism, uh, run by an elite intelligentsia across the world. You know, the better kind who know what you sh- how you should be living. And he even talks about solar power and wind power would be the way they would run this wonderful utopia after they had basically uh, sterilized all the unfit that would die off 
and leave all the rest of the world, this nice green big world, lots of space for the, for the elite to have their little tricks around, etc. All discussed a long, long time ago. But you find it too at the big meetings that they had as well in the eugenic societies, which, by the way, are still on the go. Some of them changed their name, and if you go into their sites, they find out that's where they still are. And they pay tributes to the early pioneers of eugenics and uh, this authorized class distinction, you might call it. So we're living, as I say, in the past, and it's a hard thing for people to get uh, their heads around. They, they think things are happening by the day. They get articles dished out to them across the Internet from mainstream to make you believe that things are just happening today by this politician, that politician, or clubs or groups of politicians. Nothing is further from the truth. You're living through a script. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix and talking about how you're living through a script, as I say, and this is how the world is run, it's run in stages. Uh, you find that at the United Nations, go into any one of their, their particular areas, the United Nations, and they'll have 10-year, 50-year plans, 100-year plans for different projects. The, the Soviet system had exactly the same uh, on the go with their 10-year plans and 50-year plans, and, and we are actually the same across the whole world now. It's been that for an awful long time. And part of this plan, of course, was for uh, the century of change. This is the century of change. The academia talked about this uh, amongst themselves uh, for about 40 years uh, before the year 2000 came along. And uh, the century of change was to bring in this wonderful liberal, they called it liberal, um, and uh, greening type society where, again, intelligentsia would rule over the lessers as it should be. They think that's how it should really be, they believe. And uh, it also... Uh, bring in a form of fairness where they would redistribute the wealth of the, the, the countries that had a little bit more to the countries that didn't. And of course, it's a big lie, of course, because we know the cash goes to international corporations across the world because that's who really helps run that part of it. But uh, everyone who earns a paycheck basically is considered wealthy and uh, more and more taxes will be coming off to pay your deficits and to pay um, for this cash to be spread across the rest of the world under the guise of helping the poor. And as I say, the top, the, the eugenicists at the top, believe you me, don't give a darn about the poor. And in fact, if they had their way, they'd eliminate them completely. And that's what uh, George Bernard Shaw talks about in the early 20th century. I talked before about, I've up the link up as well, where you'll actually see and hear him advocating this, the Fabian socialist system that was to be worldwide. And long before the Nazis came along, and uh, he was a contemporary of Lenin and, uh, and, even, and Stalin. And he even advocated getting a gas that would painlessly kill all the useless eaters, you know, the kind they couldn't use. Because everyone in his system, he claimed, had to have a function in society. And if you didn't have a function, they had no use for you. Well, guess what? We're post-consumer as a society. We're, we're post-industrial. Uh, we're all a part of a service economy because the same big money brokers decided to pull China up by its, its bootstraps and make it the manufacturer for the world. Same idea, strangely enough, as Lenin talked about and even Marx before him. They talked about uh, uh, 
centralizing all manufacturing in one place. And at the Council on Foreign Relations in 1938, at their world meeting with the Royal Institute of International Affairs, uh, they held in Australia that, that year, talked about the same thing. Um, they'd eventually bring China up to be a superpower. This is before World War II, and all the top bankers were there, all their names are in the back of the book, and uh, all the, the speakers are there too, talking about bringing in a form of world socialism, and some of them called it communism, some of them called it socialism, but it was to be, it doesn't really matter, you see, all groups basically are run by a small elite, uh, who believe they are elite, and better than you. And that's what they've been training us for a hundred years, more so since about 1960 onwards, as they rose uh, science up to take the place of all uh, natural rights or, or even religious rights. Uh, science was to become the new god, and Bertrand Russell said, we'll train them like animals. And uh, they obviously knew it worked before so in some period in history, because if you can train the people uh, to listen to experts, so that they'll be unsure of making any decision on their own without the opinion of an expert. And that's all you get. If they get a, a bit of rain coming in the weather forecast, there's somebody standing with an umbrella telling you how to, how to prepare for the, for the rain. I mean, that's how bad it is today. We're all dumbed down and stupefied. And on top of that, we've had the massive onslaught of inoculations, uh, the majority of which, if not all of them, are totally unnecessary. And, uh, and actually detrimental to your health, which they're well aware of as well. I might touch on that tonight as well. Most of the, most of the, the inoculations you get today and the vaccines you get today are grown on human fetal tissue. I hope you realize that. You're, you're, where you know it or not, you're a cannibal, thanks to science. And there's nothing more horrible to me than science itself as a master. Uh, Bertrand Russell himself said if there was to be a dictatorship of the world, he would rather have a scientific dictatorship. He said it would be absolutely uh, crushing in its, its way it would organize things. Uh, it would not compromise on anything. And we're seeing that today with all the rubbish, the big magic con. And it's a con, and they all know this is a con at the top, this global warming stuff. It's, it's all rubbish, but it's, it's to change the world. That's the purpose of it and to take over all energy supplies, including the rain that falls on you. It won't be yours anymore. You have to pay for that. And taxation is to maintain a small elite of experts running the planet on behalf of the big international bankers and to make all policy concerning everything in life, everything, whether you'll have a child, whether you will not have a child, whether you can pick your own partner or not. All of that is part of the Fabian socialist system. And all you have to do is to go into the Fabian society, buy a few books from the past, and you'll see that what I'm talking about was written about in great detail at big meetings that they had and still have today since the last few prime ministers of Britain have all been Fabian socialists, members of it, and Australia as well. And talking about Australia, uh, we know that uh, this uh, Julia Gillard, or Gillard as they call it, who apparently is a self-proclaimed genius, she's going to finish off uh, Beethoven's unfinished uh, symphonies, apparently, in her spare time, and adds to the rest of the theory about Einstein's and, and his quantum physics. But anyway, she, she's the one who has decided that they're going to be the trial for the world to get the ball rolling on behalf of Lord Rothschild, who did, and I read it on the air, uh, in the mainstream, he was a guy who came out uh, a couple of years ago and said all carbon taxes will go through their private bank. 
the family bank in Switzerland. It's not a bad deal, and you rake in a lot of interest, even overnight, and trillions of bucks, obviously. But anyway, uh, Julia Gillard, as it says here, um, gave a few... Uh, a big speech about uh, the, the new taxes for carbon. And this is our article here is from Anthony Watts from What's Up With That. He's been watching this for a long time, this carbon nonsense. She's in a nutshell, from what I see, the majority of Australians are pissed off and she's toast, partly because she lied about it before taking office, partly due to the fact it's being implemented as a deficit from the get-go. And says, oh, and then there's the fact that it will make a bit of difference to the temperature and it will be nullified by China because China is unrestricted in its pollution anyway. But this, that's not what's causing it. But we don't have this. We've been cooling for years. Cooling. They are doing geoengineering. They've been doing that for many years now. I'll, I'll touch on that tonight too. Where they actually admit if they were to go ahead and do it, it could cause catastrophic changes in, in weather conditions and the health of the public. Anyway, this article here says apparently the way it's structured, the carbon tax, it looks almost bordering on a bribe. And uh, it says that um, angry Australians have vowed to vote Prime Minister Julia Gillard from office at the next election after the controversial carbon tax announcement. She was put in to office, in other words, to get this whole thing rammed through. Because out of it all it comes the fact that you'll have no power over any property that you think you own anymore, whatsoever. She's bringing in uh, carbon taxes for all vehicles. You have to get annual testing as well. I know that there will be a steady tax on, on how much they claim is coming out of that car, uh, tacked onto the year's taxes. And uh, you're going to get rationing for, of all power, as you well know. And the reason that power, you, you think about it, if, if all these companies which all go to the, the top IBM meetings, because IBM is out with Smart Planet, as you well know. All the top corporations on the planet must go to the IBM meeting because they're all involved in this takeover together. They're all part and parcel of it. So when you see them uh, all gathering IBM for Smart Planet, they all want uh, to get a good share of the pie, the world pie, since they'll be owning and controlling all energy resources. Now, obviously, it would be detrimental to a corporation or a company to start rationing power out. You think, well, they won't get enough cash to be losing. No, they're not. That's why everything's tripling and quadrupling all the prices of all energy, because they want the same profits. Energy is going to be the new gold. Beyond gold, even, it's platinum. Even the guys that own the water supplies of the planet. This is the new currency. So I'll put this link up uh, from What's Up With That on Australia to show you what's coming elsewhere. It's also got a PDF, uh, which I'll put up as well. And you can uh, look at the, the whole darn thing for yourself to show you. It's, it's actually by an intergovernmental panel, uh, and which means that all parties, all parties, left wing, right wing, up, down, whatever, they're all part and parcel of the same system. There never have, has been any difference in parties in your entire lifetime. Now, to do with the vaccines, uh, I'll also put one up by Dr. Mercola. To talk, it talks about uh, autism, for instance, as, an, as one instance of, never mind all the other physical problems you get with the injections too. And he goes into uh, one of the latest studies by a top virologist and a person who deals with autism, uh, finding there's a DNA link to uh, the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine because they're putting in the fetal tissue. That have been for years, actually. And uh, that's what they grow the viruses on. 
and the battery and so on as well. And that's what they inject right into you, somebody else, parts of somebody else's baby, you know. We're pretty disgusting creatures now. You understand, I can say that, no one is shocked. You understand how dumbed down we have become and how degenerate we've become by the whole culture industry and which we be screaming our heads off. They never make a move at the top until destroyed any opposition. That means even cultural opposition to or religious opposition or any other opposition. They make sure that they're limited all and then they can announce something and it's just a kind of yawn and that's, that's it. They're making money. I mean, you understand we are the currency as well. We, all of us are the, the real currency. When we're alive, we pay and pay and pay and pay to keep a, a massive elite going. And then when you're dead, they chop your, your body parts up, sell them off. When you have bought a child, they charge the public for that, and then they, they make vaccines out of it. You call this civilization. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, we're cutting through the matrix And it's interesting to see we're so dumbed down There's lots of sex and everything, of course It's, it's drummed in news as soon as you go to kindergarten these days And you got, then you got a whole variety to choose from as well or, And promoted at that too But regardless of that, um, you're brought up with absolute nonsense to, to even entertain yourselves with There's no such thing as entertainment anymore There's definitely no clean entertainment but uh, e- even uh, the things you think are fairly safe are not because they're loaded with politically correct updates and little little gems all tucked in there. And that's what it's for. The culture industry is an essential part of guiding society. It's as essential as the mainstream media, which is there to deceive you. And uh, Plato talked about it an awful long time ago. He talked about uh, the fact that nothing uh, from the grassroots people uh, could come out and be allowed to survive because it could upset the plans of those in power, those who already ruled. It might overturn them in some strange way, which they couldn't figure out until it, was, it happened. And therefore, all culture was approved and created and, and basically promoted from the top down. That's what we live in today. It's exactly the same thing. And he even talked about the use of music, uh, staged drama, now it's movies, of course, and how the people will emulate the dramas. They'll dress like them. So the fashion industry, he called it an industry, by the way. <laughs> the fashion industry was involved as well. And that's how you control the people who, who mimic what you see. Uh, that's a, a word you'll come up across often in the writings of Russell and all the top socialists that work on behalf of this world elite. He was one of the world's elite. He was a lord, uh, Lord Bertrand Russell. And, uh, but he believed in it truly that they should uh, rule the world, being far more intelligent than, than the animals they'd created. And, and they can. They can make you an animal. They certainly can make us behave like animals, and we're supposed to cheer when we see it on television. However, here's an article here. Half of school students don't know they live in a democracy. But doesn't surprise you, does it? It says, high school students were taught the Australian system of government after a survey revealed more than half have no idea they live in a democracy or even know what that means. 
So uh, that's fairly standard across the world today because, you see, the whole idea was to do away with the idea of voting at all and just accepting that you're governed. That's what governance is all about. And part of your new governance, you'll see all through the IBM site and all the big corporation site, is, is IBM's governance policies. They're all part of the new governance system. And all it takes is, a, is one generation to grow up in that, and I think it's all quite normal. They're, they're, voting will never enter their head. It won't matter to them if they've got lots of entertainment. And I'll also put up the article here. It was from last year, A Smarter Planet from IBM. Uh, it's got a good a little runoff here. As this guy sells it to the whole panel there and all the other corporations that must attend. If you're anybody at all in the corporate world, you must attend IBM. That's a leader. It's been authorized as a leader for all of this networking and the smart grid and across the world, all that kind of stuff. But it says Samuel J. Palmisano. It was a guy who gave it and um, it says with a question, governors and CEOs must be laser focused on near term issues. As we face a severe fiscal crisis, everyone understands that we confront a historic challenge. Think about all this. They're talking about the new world order, you see. But the, the key question is, what do we do? The answer depends on how you understand the present moment. This is in the U.S. If you think this is a cyclic uh, economic slump, then you can, and you can ride out the storm, cut costs across the board, spread the pain, get through it. It's telling you it's not that at all. It's not going to come back. If you believe the crisis were not, was not cyclical, but caused by cross imbalances in our system, then you may drive, uh, drive a reform agenda, more regulation oversight, rebalancing of who pays and who benefits, while the public pays and the crooks benefit. But if you believe this is a turning point, not only in, in the state of our United States, but in the context of what's happening across the world, see, he's going global with it, then you take a different approach. That's what I believe and, and what I would like to talk about with you today. And what he gives you is a sales pitch. The sales pitch of interdependence, the greening, uh, the global warming, and how they must manage it all worldwide and get above and beyond this idea of nation-state status and so on. And how we must go, go along with China, our great pals, China, and in fact copy a lot of their ways. And we all know what that means, that the ones who've done any studies at all. But uh, here's IBM. The, the guys who would stamp people in, in, in prison camps in Nazi Germany, they were the guys who came up with numbering people and using simplified computer system of the punch cards of the day. They've always been in the business of running the world on behalf of the elite, and here they are today. Uh, so say, you, any corp, whenever they have their big world corp, uh, meetings, every, every uh, corporation must attend it. It's, it's, it's like law, or they'll be left behind and out, left out in the cold. Now, another article, too, is called The, the Great Green Land Grab. It's talking about charities and the con, as, as we're all told to be austere, meaning poor, and cut back on all energy use. It says, fancy your own swath of rainforest or snow-capped peak from Britain to Botswana, the Philippines to Patagonia. There's an explosion of individuals' charities, even billionaire financiers buying up vast areas of land in the name of protecting environments but it's private ownership the way to save them. So John Vidal goes into this and mentions who a lot of these characters are that are just buying up some of the top farmlands as well. Since the founder of CNN, well, we all know about Ted Turner, does not own uh, 2 million acres in Patagonia, as we said in the article below. He's the biggest landowner in North America, but his holdings in Patagonia amount to a little over 120,000 acres. 
It says all you have to do is click and you've bought 10 square centimeters uh, of rainforest for a few pennies on the nets. But it's showing you how the corporations and the charities are in this big deal. And they also get their dollar match for dollar by you, the taxpayer. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix, talking about the cons that are going on under the name of conservation, uh, carbon sinks, and, and all the rest of it, and all the charities and the big multi. Uh, millionaires and billionaires are in on the acts as they get cash back from government pretending they're carbon sinks, etc. But anyway, this is a very good article. It goes through the different uh, corporations and so-called, so-called charities that are buying up whole countries almost, uh, and, uh, and then run, trying to run the darn countries. Brazil, for instance, is trying to tell them to stay out because they're supposed to be a sovereign nation. And here's all these charities coming in and buying up their, 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 their forests and all the rest of it. And it, it says here, too, uh, that um, it's having a, a tremendous impact on, on not only the people, but on the animals, too. And, uh, and even the pygmies in one, one, one area who are now living in squalor outside the towns as were kicked off the land after it was bought over by the foreigners that were going to save it. <laughs> so, you see, it's a pity they were not classed as animals. They'd have more rights then. Because under the Earth Charter from our wonderful Murray Strong, uh, all the animals, insects, and everything else have rights, but people have none at all. Unless you're very special people, you understand. Like, like Morris himself. Special genes. He came out of a special womb, like all the rest of them, apparently. But uh, here's what's happening to the ordinary people. Energy bills are to double in five years as customers are hit by switch to green power. I hate this term, green power. Have you ever, ever seen green power? Huh? I haven't. Huh? Energy bills are like to double within five years as the government drives a move to green power and building nuclear power stations. It's claimed this is in the UK, but it's to be worldwide as we're going the same way in every country across the globe since we've all signed on to the same agreements. And it says that transformation is predicted to cost the nation... 200 billion pounds, well that'll be about times four, because they always put it down to about a quarter of what it will actually cost, which will pass on to consumers in the form of higher bills. The government will put in place minimum price guarantees, higher than normal market price, for the electricity generated by new wind farms and nuclear power stations. Do you understand that our money, our money has been set up to build these very inefficient small plants, basically, that cannot power enough to keep the present population going. We're paying for a small elite and their future when they survive and we're all dead. Do you understand that? I hope you understand what's really going on here. That's what it's for. They know the ideal population, which consists of themselves and their own families and, and so on, but not all of you. And our tax money, our labor, are willing to work and build all the darn things for them. That's all we have to do. Then our purpose is over. You wait and see. 
You wait and see. But I'll put this link up too to show you, and it's from Britain, but it's an example of what's happening across the world. And as you've all noticed, when you have no work left, uh, because you gave it all to China through the World Trade Organization via your politicians, they were all bribed and written on, on the act, uh, you're still going to have to pay all these higher taxes. They're just ruthless. That's what Russell said. The scientific dictatorship will be ruthless. And that's what we're going to get. Um, and again, getting back to IBM, I'll put another one or two links on that from their own site, and you can see how they're, they're, they're mapping the whole... The world's already been mapped for a worldwide electrical grid system. And uh, when you go into it further and further, you'll see uh, the rolling brownouts, blackouts, and rationing of power is the way of the future. You also know, too, that there's a way of riots as everything goes down the tubes, and that's why you've, you've seen all the nonsense since 2001. Remember the century of change? It really started in 2001. That's when the century really started. And um, uh, we saw the change happen, all right, that the, the, the Pearl Harbor event, they said they would need to kick this all off, and bingo, they get what they want, just by luck, of course. And uh, now you're living in a police state across the world, the same police state across the entire planet. Because they know there's going to be riots with food shortages. They've told us they're coming, but they're coming food shortages, even though the, the populations in the Western countries are, are plummeting. And they say that they, even with immigration, they can't keep it up to a sustainable level. But to listen to all the greenies that they come up with, you know, science fiction uh, statistics, um, it's overpopulated. No, no, it's not overpopulated at all. And I've read on this show all the different articles from the departments of population, even the United Nations own one, where they admit that that uh, we're plummeting in most of the Western countries. And then it says, IBM expands global IUN coalition. IBM has said that two new um, utilities have joined the Global Intelligence Utility Network. That's what they're calling the smart grid across the planet. A coalition, a group of utility companies designed to further the adoption of smarter energy grids around the entire world. So, by the way, your present consumption and your present taxes that are being added on to utility bills are to help to build the rest of this grid across the rest of the world. Do you understand? The two new utilities that have joined are TEPCO from Japan and KEPCO from Korea. And the coalition now collectively serves approximately 150 million energy customers worldwide. But supposedly that they're going to... And that's why China, I mentioned that China now has been guarded, this corporation, this mining in Afghanistan, has been guarded by the courtesy of U.S. taxpayers because the military are guarding this massive adventure into Afghanistan for copper because, you see, they're getting the contracts to build this grid across the entire planet, underwater, everywhere. They got the job for it. Isn't that nice, the U.S. military... The American citizenry that joins the military are, are, are the most gracious people on the planet for helping everybody else, including the elites, but never themselves. Never themselves. They get little tin stars, and that's it. So here they are guarding China's, uh, and China is a, is a communist country, supposedly. Uh, everything belongs to the state. And here they are using their own troops to, to guard the Chinese corporations that are mining. They can't even give the jobs to U.S. workers, eh, for mining. Oh, well. I'm also putting up, too, um, the World Economic Social Survey. This is World Economic and Social Survey 2011. The Great Green Technological Transformation. That's from the World Economic Forum. If you do, it's WEF, they call it, or if you say it backwards, it's for the few, you know. 
and it says uh, enormous improvements in human welfare have taken place over the past two centuries, but these have been unevenly distributed and have come to at last to a lasting cost of degradation of our natural environment. So helping the poor is destroying the planet. At the same time, we cannot stop the engines of growth because much more economic progress is still needed in order for people in developing countries to have a decent living. We, we, we have to pay for all this decent living. Do we have it here? By using the traditional environmentally irresponsible development paths, it's no longer defensible to meet both the objectives of conquering poverty and protecting the environment. The World Economic and Social Survey 2011 calls for complete transformation of technology on which human economic activity is based. The great green technological transformation that the survey champions will have to be completed in the next 30 to 40 years. That is twice as fast as it took to accomplish previous major technological transitions. Because of the limited time frame, governments will need to play much more active and stimulating roles to accelerate the green energy transformation. So we're going to be crashing into it, obviously. The survey details new policy directions and major investments in developing and scaling up clean energy technologies, sustainable farming and forestry techniques, climate proofing of infrastructure and reducing non-biodegradable waste production. You understand if all these politicians and all these special groups stopped having their conferences, you might know the CO2 you'd save. You understand? Because it's all hot air, you understand? That's all you're hearing is, is rubbish. Rubbish. All based on rubbish, that man is the cause of global warming, even though they understand the planet's been cooling for years, doesn't matter. Reality doesn't matter. This agenda has an ulterior purpose, and it's a must-be, it's chiseled-in-stone purpose, and no facts are going to stand up against it at all, regardless of where they come from or what they be. That's just fact. And again, across Europe, uh, as I say, the period of all energy, electricity, the gas companies too, for North Sea gas, they whack £200 on your energy bill on top of the other crippling green taxes. I'll put that up as well for you to see. And um, I'll also put up, as I say, the ones on the vaccine, because it's, it's rather interesting as to, to, when you go through it all. And... Uh, and what's up with that with Carbon Sunday, the madness in Australia, with the PDF from the government, where you'll see this intergovernmental panel with all different parties. They were all in on this act before she even got into office. This, is, this was the agenda before she got into office. Quite something, isn't it? Now, I'll go to the callers now, and there's, there's Daniel from the UK hanging on there. Are you there, Daniel? Yeah, hello. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can, yeah. Yeah, just, um, you often quote Bertrand Russell, and I'm reading through his book, The Scientific Outlook, and I have a a question for you, but um, it ties in with something he says in his book. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you'd mind if I read a few lines from his book and then asked you the question. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's from The Scientific Outlook, he says, "Um, science, science first taught us to create machines. It is now teaching us by Mendelian breeding and experimental embryology to create new plants and animals. There can be little doubt that similar methods will before long give us power within wide limits to create a new human individuals differing in predetermined ways from the individuals produced by unaided nature. And by means of psychological and economic technique, it is becoming possible to create societies as artificial as the steam engine 
and is different from anything that would grow up of its own accord without deliberate intention on the part of human agents. Now, um, I was going to ask you, obviously that's very ominous, um, but what, what's their end goal um, in that context? I mean, if, if you, the question is, if, you were to, if they were to get their way um, without any opposition and you were to come back to Earth in, say, 200, 300 years, what would you expect to see? Well, well literally, you, you will see um, what his pal said, H.G. Wells. Uh, you, you will see their utopia. This is what they hope for, is their utopia, uh, where they can create special people for special jobs. Because they all, uh, all of these guys talk about Plato continuously. And because Plato wrote the book, The New Republic, where he said, we, the elite, uh, should rule the world. Uh, we should create special people for, like, tall folk, interbreed them and to get tall people just to pick apples, for instance. Small, squat people just for doing mining, purpose-made people for special tasks. Well, that's the same thing uh, which is going on today. Uh, it's, it's rampaging ahead, in fact. And I'm sure they've done lots of experiments that they've either chopped up afterwards or, or disposed of in some other way. But regardless, they have done the experiments. So they can do it if they want to. So they've, obviously they're, they're somewhere these behind closed doors, they're doing all these cloning of people and mixing the genes and all these horrible, horrific experiments. Yeah, and they, they actually admit that. They, they admit that, although they say they want to keep them for a few months, uh, etc., and then they destroy them. Well, there's utter liars at the top because science ain't going to destroy anything. Uh, and the power behind science and the money behind it is, is going to utilize whatever they can. And, and I'm sure they've grown um, full science humans. I mean, I remember years ago reading um, official surveys where they'd, they, they, they uh, from their own sites, and and they talked about um, the fact they could grow a kidney or, or, or a complete clone if they wanted to for replacement parts. Uh, and they, they knew uh, which genes to switch on. They can, they can actually switch on growth genes. Uh, just like a switch, you have them in your brain, and uh, and they could grow the thing in a week to full size, and then stop the growth. So so a little bit, it would grow up to full size in a week, and then they could stop any more growth. Uh, they had all that years ago, so they haven't stopped with that, obviously. Uh, the, the thing is now, though, can they uh, create um, what they're after is, is more obedient uh, but but efficient type of characters who don't need entertainment, they don't need to be amused or indoctrinated through amusement. Uh, they'll be kind of emotionally bland, in fact, and, um, but they're very efficient, and even more efficient with the, the, what you have to feed them, even less uh, than they are now. That kind of stuff, they're looking for total efficiency in, in the kind of slave or drone population. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand. And also I read The, um, the Prince by Machiavelli, and what was interesting was... Um, Machiavelli was actually a critic of mercenaries, wasn't he? And there's a page in there where he, it's incredible the parallels between what he said 500 years ago and what's actually happening today, because he was actually quite a vehement critic of mercenaries for all the reasons that people have, have stated today, that they're disloyal, you can't trust them, um, and all sorts of... And he um, quote, cited many um, um, countries that had fallen because they're over-reliance on mercenaries and how bad they are. And I thought that was quite um, ironic, really, because of the use of mercenaries today in the same uh, context that he uh, was criticising. Yes. Uh, uh, he was criticising it too, mind you, because at that time uh, he was so well known for his deviousness that, he, that his resume, you might say, that's really a resume that they would give to kings, 
uh, was so well known that he couldn't get a job. So he hated all the ones who had got a job, all the advisors. Today they call them advisors, you know. And uh, this is the same kind of bunch, though. How do we fool the people and never allow them to know what's really going on? So there's one famous quote I, I mentioned before when Bush was in, and one of his top advisors said to the press, that was in the mainstream, he said, look, we give you your reality, and then you print into the media uh, what that reality is. And when you're doing that, we'll be giving you another reality, and that will become your reality, and we'll just go on giving you new realities all the time. That, that's a fact. That's what they actually do. We're never told the truth about anything because they're shepherds at the top. You don't spook the public who, who literally think they're in a democracy. So you have to lie to them and, and just gradually herd them into the pen that you want them to go into. And, to, and it's only once they're in the pen they kind of wake up and say, hey, what's going on? You know. Well, that's how we're managed. Yeah, just like animals. Yeah. yeah. And do you think that, um, that George Gugieff is worth um, looking into? Oh, good, Jeff. Uh, again, it, it's partly Rosicrucian, um, partly uh, other esoteric uh, systems as well that he claimed that he belonged to as he grew up in Russia. Um, it's kind of like a man's journey through life, even the experiences he'll have, even if he doesn't join these societies, what he sees, observes about humanity in itself. But he does, of course, say the obvious, which is that, that basically those all rulership is crooked, you know. And technically, the nearest group in the planet, the nearest that actually sees that, are anarchists. That all government is crooked, and therefore you cannot have government. Technically, that's it. No problem with anarchism is, studies have shown, and this is true even with the free love movements and the hippies and their communes, they're all equal, until the dominant characters stand up and start taking over. Well, that happens in every group. You have to let the dominant character stand up, and once you realise that this is the psychopath, you get rid of them. <laughs> yes, that's what you have to do right away. Well, this is well, yeah. this is exactly it, because that's one fundamental flaw um, with with humans. I mean, humans have got a defect, haven't haven't we? Really, uh-huh. um, there's a, yeah. there's a defect, and um, there's always a psychopath. So no matter what system we have, mm-hmm. there's always going to be, like you say, the people that go for the power. Um, and I can't describe that in any other way. way than a defect in the brain, because some people got it, some people haven't, isn't it? Most folk are followers, and this is what they've always known at the top, uh, that most folk always choose to follow rather than lead themselves. The only true leader you can have is, is one who doesn't want to be, and that's a, a fact as well. Back with more after this break. Folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix, and we'll go to, we'll try Dave from Arizona, if he's still there. Are you still there, Dave? Is Dave there from Arizona? Dave? Dave, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Alan, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I was hearing what you were talking about today, and uh, it kind of struck me uh, what you were saying about uh, Brazil and the taking of property and the CO2, the carbon taxes. And I guess what I've come to realize is that this whole thing is one giant land grab. Mm -hmm. It's it's land and all energy and future energy too, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So what I've kind of come to the conclusion is that we are living, we are living the animal farm. We are the animals, yep. and we are living on someone else's farm. And we're That's working right. their farm for them. And at the end of animal farm, the pigs, for, for, on behalf of the animals, are having a party with the humans that they kicked off before, and the humans were the farmers. And the farmers thank the pigs and, says, and congratulate them. Says, We've been trying to get the animals to work for nothing all our lives, and you've done it all here. You thank you. Congratulations. So that, that, that is it. But you've got to go into the Royal Institute of International Affairs and the Milner Group, the history that Carol Quigley talked about being the historian for them. Their job was to take over the entire world's resources. That was all energy, minerals, um, uh, politics, all, all systems, and bring it into a world system where, of course, they themselves, the top guys who were already multi-trillionaires, even in the early 1900s, uh, they would take it over and they would be in charge of everything that you need to live. And that's what they mean by sustainability. They will have everything that you need to sustain yourself. And that's it's under the guise of carbon. This is the latest con that dreamed up. Nothing else worked before it. Uh, war, simple, simply going to war didn't work, and they tried lots of that. Uh, this is the cheapest way to do it for them. We pay for it all, actually, and uh, the whole world is coming under one system, which they will own via different corporations. You'll have one one company will be in charge of the entire energy grid for the planet for electricity. One f- company will be in charge of all gas supplies for the world. One in charge of all food supplies to the world. One in charge of all um, water supplies to the world, etc., etc. Exactly as Milner, Lord Alfred Milner, and the boys in Cecil Rhodes Foundation, when they joined with the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Dash Council on Foreign Relations, exactly as they planned all that time ago. And it's the same boys who are pushing it today. Yeah, yeah and I think even all these uh, natural disasters and these, uh, these uh, excursions in the, in the Middle East, they're nothing but power consolidations. They are power consolidations, absolutely. And again, this idea, they even have foundations out there, these big tax-free trillionaire foundations that do nothing but create consensus amongst all countries on all of these different topics. And that's all they do. They lobby governments uh, day in, day out across the entire planet uh, for consensus, be on board. If you're on board with us, we'll make sure your political career will go up and up and up. And that's the nature of government. Exactly. Um, also, the noble lie is something that uh, is being perpetrated once again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's a product of modern philosophy, and real philosophy is being killed. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But thanks for calling in from Hamish Massella from Ontario, Canada. That's good night to me. Your God or your God, school with you. <laughs>